Hey guys, this is Melissa. And this is Christina. Welcome to the Two Small Town Girls podcast. We're just two girls with beautifully messy lives who want to grow closer to Jesus. We hope this show provides a community for women to embrace your messy lives, gives you encouragement, and motivates you. And happy weekend. End of weekend. Hey. Yes. It's been a good one. How about yours? Oh, I love this time of year. Like, it's really spring. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the spring things are around. We, yeah. um... Our, one of our favorite things to do in the spring and summer is the farmer's market. And so the farmer's market here opened for the first time this weekend. And we got to do that and had all the farmer's market meal meals that we normally have once farmer's markets is open. So it was really nice. Yeah, we love the farmer's market, too. We have some really great ones here where we live. So we're lucky. Yes. And you get used to, like, I have my tried and trues there. Like, there's the pasta people, and there's, like, certain things that we always have stocked in the fridge and freezer when it's, um, when the farmer's market is open, and then you, like, go a whole, um, season, like, four or five months without that stuff. And so it was sad. <laughs> it's very nice to have all the tried and trues back in the pantry. Threw down some serious cash today on a prom dress, which was... Not awesome, but awesome at the same time. Is it beautiful? It's gorgeous. It looks really pretty on her. And I fought with everything that I had not to buy that particular dress because it was very expensive. Did she win? But Did you get that? She got the she got the expensive one. She got the expensive one. Because I mean, it's the truth. That dress fits her beautifully. It, we tried on a ton of other dresses and no other dress fit her like that dress did. So, whatever. She won. <laughs> she usually does. That's the problem. <laughs> oh gosh. That's what I went, um, um, my oldest, Brayden, is grown out of everything, and, like, he has, he does a running club at school, and so for the past few months, he's even grown out of his tennis shoes, like, literally the child has only, like, three pairs of shorts to get him wear, like, we have to do laundry midweek for him to continue to go to school in clothes, <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's why he's worn jeans in some 80, 85 degree days, um, <laughs> So I promised him this weekend, and he also has his tennis shoes have, like, a hole in them, so he's been going to running club in basketball shoes. He's <laughs> like, Mom, I seriously cannot run a 5K in these basketball shoes anymore. <laughs> and so I promised him this weekend we would go shopping. So that's what we did today is we took that one shopping. And it's funny. He's starting to get his own... Like, same thing, like, not nearly probably the most money as you spent on that prom dress, but he has become the, the, starting to do the boy tennis shoe thing. Uh, nope. Nope. Can't wear those. Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. Don't like those. Yep. And so we spent more money on a pair of tennis shoes than we have in, than, no, than almost I spent on my tennis shoes. And I haven't done that for them ever. <laughs> ever. I have yes. never been the one to buy the really expensive tennis shoes for the kids. Because yeah. they go through them so fast. So that yeah, was eye-opening. At that age, that's really a hard pill to swallow because of how fast they grow. And the fact that, you know, in 
less than six months, he'll be in a whole nother pair of shoes. Yeah. Well, that's what we said. We said, listen, these are going to last until back to school, no matter what. No matter what. No matter if you decide you're going to run a marathon over the summer, you're going to run them in those shoes. <laughs> so that's what you're doing. Oh, my God. No matter what happens, you're doing it in those shoes. Those shoes. That's what you're going to wear to church each Sunday. That's what you're going to wear. <laughs> and it just is wedding. Church shoes, your school shoes, your play shoes, everything. Because Mama ain't buying you nothing else. As I told him today, because he got a ton of clothes. I was like, listen, you were done. You were done for a while. But his, bro- his brother looks out because he gets everything. And Brayden has been growing pretty fast recently. And so Eli just gets, like, new clothes. And yeah. and I, we were in a really bad habit because they weren't so close in sizes of buying them clothes at the same time. And so yeah. Eli kind of has a double summer wardrobe because he's all Brayden's summer clothes. And he can still fit into most of his summer clothes. Yeah. So I was like, you lucky little son of a gun. <laughs> There's got to be some payoff for being the <laughs> It's funny. No. Oh, and oh, I can't stand. I've just come to the point. Me and my mom were talking about it. My mom is a shopper. And she is a shopper and a looker at all of the things in the store. And I am a, I'm a <laughs> shopper, but I'm a get in and get out. A look, do a quick browse through the store and get my fanny out. And so we did all the shopping today. And she was like, I'm just. I'm done. I need like a couple of tried and true stores and that's it. I can't go to like a mall anymore. Like we have a really nice outlet mall here. I just can't go browser in all of the stores in the outlet mall. I need two or three stores, run in, scan what they got. They don't have anything today. Maybe I didn't need anything and continue on with my life. (laughs) Y'all did not try to the outlets. We did the outlets and Target and TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx is quickly becoming one of my top favorites. It used to very much overwhelm me, and I couldn't do with all the unorganization. But I'm starting to give it some time and give it some patience, and I, I can manage it now. Save so much money by shopping there. That's the difference. Um, I was wondering if y'all went to the outlets because that's where we had to go by the prom, the prom dress store is right by the outlets and it was murderous today like that that was not for the faint of heart <laughs> there were so many people there and um landry had wanted to go to the outlets and i was like do you see this no do you value your life because one of two things is going to happen i'm going to get really mad at you and physically injure you or i'm going to get really mad at somebody and go to jail so let's not do either of those things okay so we didn't go to the outlets. We just went right to the prom dress store, bought that prom dress, and left. We went and did um, Second Sunday on King today. That so was always so pretty. So nice. Oh, my gosh. It's always nice. And we love it because everybody brings their baby dogs, and there are like 10 million of them, and they're all really, really cute. Maddie and mine and Maddie's favorite today was a little pug named Gus. I mean, <laughs> ridiculous. Flash. Oh, there was a hound dog there named Flash. We loved him too. <laughs> so we had lots of fun today. But 
it, everybody was out because the weather is so nice. The weather and is And it's beautiful. spring break. Are y'all going somewhere for spring break? Y'all doing something? Um, we're going to go to the lake. Yeah, we're just going to go to the lake. Um, my... No, we're going to go to my mom and dad's lake house on Lake Greenwood. They're not actually going to be there. They're going to Florida with my brother and his family. And so um, it'll just be the four of us at the lake, which will be nice. Good. You took the week off? (laughs) In the original plan, I was going to be off the whole week. And um, just things are just too crazy. I have got to be at work Monday and Tuesday. And so I took Wednesday through Friday off. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm sure yeah. everyone needs a good reset. Very good. Yes. How about you guys? Are you going to do anything? We are not. I um, am unable to take – I'm taking a week off in May. Um, and we have – I have a really big project due at work at the end of May that requires me to be in um, – 75 clinics across five states in the matter of four weeks. So <laughs> I have oh been running for the last two weeks and will be running for the next three weeks to finish it. Um, so, and then I have some counterparts that had some Disney trips planned um, this week. So I'm covering for them. So no, I'm not. And that's all fine and dandy because I really wasn't planning to take this week off. The kids are just going to chill um, we have some grandparents doing some fun things with them, and then, we're, of course, I'm going to take Good Friday off, and we're just going to have a relaxing, hopefully, Easter. We don't even have, like, Easter dinner plans or anything. <laughs> so we're just going to, and our 10-year anniversary is Saturday. So we're just going to do family and us this weekend. So we're excited. Happy early anniversary. Yes, 10 stinking years. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Preach, sister. Woo. I just crossed that 18, I crossed that 18 mark in January. That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. Isn't I that like, insane? I feel like I was just 18. Like, how could one be married 18 years old? <laughs> 18 years Clearly, I got married when I was five. I mean, that's the <laughs> only way that's possible, but... Um, it's insanity. It just is really crazy to think of even 10 years. I mean, I can remember us celebrating our 10 year anniversary and thinking 10 whole years, 10 whole years we've been doing this. (laughs) So I feel like especially, um, most of the time anyway, people pack a lot in the first 10 years. Like that's when you're having babies and yes. Job changes usually happen, you know, when you right after you get married, or I just feel like there's a lot that there's a lot of life that's lived in the first ten years of a marriage. So, um, that's a big one. That's a big one. It's like that make it or break it period, and we sure certainly tested all of those boundaries. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can remember thinking, you know, I mean, seven rolls around, and you're like, yeah, people are right. People are right. <laughs> Evan's the breaker. (laughs) Are we going to keep doing this? (laughs) This is really what God intended for both of us. (laughs) I mean, certainly. It's hysterical. It's so true. It is. 
Um, but we're, I'm grateful. I'm grateful we made it this long, and I'm hopeful that the next 10 years will be a lot less eventful than the first 10 yes. years. <laughs> Can we just start, like, coasting through life? May you pack less in the, <laughs> may you pack less in the next 10 years as you did the first. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my one goal in life right now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, It'll be fun, but so we are actually not going to really do any major celebrating this weekend because we are going on a trip in May together, so um, that is our big celebration, and so um, I have a question, and Paul hasn't been listening to the podcast, and he's really far behind, so I feel like he won't hear this, and I feel <laughs> like he probably won't hear this before Saturday, but so... And, and I've called some man folk about this, and um, for her anniversary, when we're gone, we're going to be um, near the ocean, and he really loves to offshore fish, and he hasn't been able to do that in a while. So I was thinking of getting him an offshore fishing trip, um, which aren't cheap. Um, so... I just, I don't know what I should do because I've talked to a few men folk that like to fish and asked some opinions about it and they've all given me differing opinions and I don't want to invest a lot of money in this and number one, maybe it not be really what he wanted to do and me pick the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, so. Why don't you, why you make him a coupon? That's what I was thinking, but is that really cheesy? Like, I really didn't intend to do this. (laughs) Because I feel like sometimes when you give a coupon, you're like, here's what I really wanted to do, but I really didn't have time to do this, (laughs) and maybe I really wasn't sure, because... Here's what you can do. (laughs) Pick out a copy of all the ones that you've looked at, and just say, here's the thing. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> so rather than buy you the wrong one, these are the ones I've researched, but what I decided was better was that you get to pick your own. But this was my intention. I think that's perfect. I love it. But see, this is my other concern, is Paul is much more frugal than I, if we haven't already discussed that enough. <laughs> <laughs> and so I looked at some of these, and Paul would probably never buy one of these because he would be like, oh, that's just way too much money to spend on one thing, you, you know, but I feel like he deserves a Cersei yeah. and a treat. And I want, that's one reason I wanted to go ahead and have a book so he couldn't back out. But then on the flip side, I don't know if he'd rather go play golf or something. I don't know. So here's the other thing that you could do is how, like however many you found, like narrow it down to three different excursions. And print out the description of each of them and tell him, choose one. Don't tell him how much they are. Don't Ah. tell him any of the details. Just say, choose one of these. And whichever one he chooses, then that's the one you buy. And that's what he gets. All right. Yeah, and he wouldn't have to know how much it was. He'll ask. He's good. That's the first. Anytime anything is done around our house, the first phrase out of his mouth was, well, how much was that? Or how much do you think that will be? Do you know how much that's going to cost us? How much will that increase our electric bill? Do you think we'd have to up oh our Wi-Fi? That might would cost this. Oh <laughs> so that's going to come I mean, up. 
scary. It's really kind of scary to me how much he and I are alike. It's just, we are literally the same person, just different genders. <laughs> because that is all the things that I say. Denny has quit buying me things. He just quits. He just quit. Because I'd be like, oh, my God, how much was that? He bought me that beautiful purse for Christmas, and I was I already knew how much that thing cost, and I wanted to have a heart attack. I was like, oh, God, oh, God, but I do love it. I love that. I think I use that purse every single solitary day, so I love it, but I'm the same way. I'm like, well, how much is that going to be? Well, that's a lot. We shouldn't really spend that much or whatever, so I get it, but – I mean, I guess those are your only two choices, though. You either make the decision for him or you let him choose and then just buy the one he says. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to end up doing that because the thing, too, is he's talked about wanting to do some other things and maybe he would rather. That way it gives him an opportunity to say, well, maybe I would rather do a smaller fishing trip and go play golf or something like that, too, I guess. Um, yeah. But bless him. Bless him. <laughs> I just want to do something nice that you have to have to take it and not worry about how much it costs. Uh, <laughs> all I want it's to hard do. when you're us. <laughs> Speaking for Paul in this situation, it's hard when you're us, okay? <laughs> that's, just how, that's just how our crazy little neurotic brains work. <laughs> oh, oh but He'll love it no matter what, and that's going to be so much fun for y'all to take that trip and just celebrate and things like that. So, the other factor yeah. of this is um, I've never, as much as my I grew grew up with a man. My father offshore fishes like during the season at least once a week. Um, I've never been. <laughs> and I don't mind being on a boat. It doesn't bother me at all. But have you ever been deep sea though? No, not where you can't see the shore. And that's a little different, is what I hear. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've not ever done it either. But everybody I've ever talked to has been like, if you're ever going to get seasick, that's going to be it. Yeah. And so when I was talking to my just... dad about it, he was like, well, you know, there's places you can go that are, and he was talking about all these fancy ways you could do it. I was like, dad, I don't think I can afford this. You can go yeah. in like a, a basically a, a fishing motor yacht, it sounded like. I was like, oh, I'm not sure they have those out of Hilton Head. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what I do? Oh, I'm not sure I can afford that. <laughs> You do know I'm talking about my bank account, right? Um, <laughs> but apparently, yeah, you could just get on these sun boats because they leave like at 4 a.m. and just go in like a, a suite and go to sleep. And you wake up um, all the way out to the ocean with a fresh cooked breakfast and then you just fish. I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I'll try to find one of those. <laughs> yeah. That's really nice. Like, yeah, huh. then you don't have all the. Maybe I can deep sea fish. Yeah, because the boat would be bigger. I'm sure you wouldn't get us sick. So that would be a lot of fun. Um. Wow. 
I'm excited for y'all. That's going to be fun. And our girls trip is that month. May is going to be the best month ever for you. So guess what I get to do is we leave that Saturday to go to a Saturday to go to Hilton Head. The kids are actually going to be with us for two days. They leave Monday morning. We stay through Thursday. I come home Thursday and do some laundry, pack a bag, and leave with you ladies to go back to the beach on Friday. I mean, that's going to be the best week and a half of your entire life. I know. That's why I'm not really so sad about not having time off this week. I'm like, you people go have your fun. Because yeah. <laughs> you all are going to be in school and working <laughs> when I'm having all the fun. so fun. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So that's our excitement. So did you, um, I saw you this weekend at the Vintage Market. Did you um, buy any chalk paint there? No, I did not buy chalk paint there. I still have a whole thing of chalk paint that I haven't even used yet. So so we talked to the chalk paint lady for quite a while because she lives actually really close to my mom, come to find out. Oh. Um, and so my mom loves the chalk paint, all of the things, which you've already talked about. And so she is, um, does like classes, she said. She lives in Marion, so right outside of Florence. And she would do, um, she does classes in her studio. And then she also does like a, I guess kind of like a wine and design thing where you'd paint the canvas, but she does that in Hartsville at another studio where they do a craft. And so she said this month, one of the crafts is like, you're going to make a chalkboard, like chalk paint the frame, make the frame and then make the chalkboard. So it sounded like a lot of fun. She said, um, I don't know if she travels, but she said if you got, we got a group of ladies together, um, at least six, she would do like a private class too, a private craft class. Yeah. So we talked to her for a long time and she has talked me into chalk painting my dining room table. Oh God! To the girl that does not like a craft project and usually (laughs) goes through them as fast as she can, so they'll be done. (laughs) She taught me how to chalk painting my entire dining room table. She even gave me her cell phone number. She was like, "Honey, you just call me if you have any questions." (laughs) That's hilarious. So, what color chalk paint did you get? So, what I'm going to do? So, my um, you've seen it, but my dining room table is like a dark cherry. Yeah. And it's like those, um, I think they're called like Queen Windsor, Windsor back chairs. Is that what they're called? Queen something. I don't know. Queen. Um, Queen Anne. So, and they're got the upholstered cushion. So what I'm going to do, and I saw a table like this in the big showroom, is leave the top finished. Yes. Do the bottom white, and I'm going to do yes. the chairs gray, and get like a grayish, maybe with some blackish fabric to cover the um cushions oh oh man that's gonna be so pretty and that might be done in 19 in 22 i was gonna say 19 1920 (laughs) about 2022 (laughs) good grief the years are flying (laughs) oh my god that's gonna be so pretty yeah but the whole problem is it's not gonna really match my dining room anymore Well, then you need to paint your dining room. <laughs> so what do you think Mr. Hurd is going to think about that? 
probably what Denny McDaniel would think about that. I would, I would say, Hey, Den, we need to paint this, whatever. And he go, who's the elf in my pocket? Because you're not going to help me. I'm going to have to paint that myself. So just say it. Say, hey, Den, I want you to paint this. <laughs> he hates it. Hates it. Yeah, so I'm really excited about it. But um, it seems like it's going to be a long project. So another reason I'm glad no one is going to my house for Easter because my table's going to be incapacitated probably for a while. <laughs> probably for a while. She was like, honey, just get it in the garage and focus on it one day. It'll take you one day. I was like, one day? It really will, it really will not take you that long. You'll be surprised because that chalk paint covers really well and you don't have to sand anything. So there's no prep. You just slap that chalk paint on and you are good to go. Okay. Well, I'm believing you, ladies. I told you, I told her, I was like, listen, I might not call your cell phone for <laughs> advice, but I might send you a nasty text halfway through. <laughs> I'll tell you, the chairs are going to take you the longest. That's what she said. Yeah, the chairs will take you the longest, but the rest of it will not take you that long. That's mm. an awesome idea. We'll see. We will see. So I have now, my first I didn't, I didn't buy any chalk paint. I bought... Um, I don't even know what to call them. Um, they're pieces of wood with writing on them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're prints with writing on them, but they are absolutely gorgeous. So they're, um, it's this woman and I doggone it. I had her business card cause I was going to give her a shout out on here and now I can't find it. But, um, anyway, she does these wood frames and um just you know wood and she paints them they look like they're painted with chalk paint um and then the exterior like the outside of the frame itself is um wood but it's all reclaimed wood so all of the wood that she uses on this particular set of prints that she did um, are out of an old plantation home in lumberton north carolina and so um it looks very antique, which is totally my bag. So it was, it's so pretty. And I got one to hang over my bed that says it's um, Psalm 4610. It says, be still and know that I am God. And then I got another one to hang in um, right the space between my dining room and my den. And it says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. Oh, I think I saw that. And it's big. And I love it. Well, you know what me and my mom decided in this whole shebang? As if we didn't have anything else to do in life. We could yes. so do all of those things. Yes. I mean, the yes. signs we made with pieces of old pallet that cost us probably $10. They did take a lot of our time. But that's just because we had no clue what the heck we were doing. But if we right. we thought they cost us maybe $10. And from right. looking at prices this week, we could have resold them for 100 right. at that place. Yes. Yes. Um, at least. And... <laughs> We were like, we just need to take a day and get some pallets, and we could probably bust out 20 of those. Yes. And just resell them. Thank you. Let me tell you, though, this girl who wrote on these on this wood, I mean, I guess I could do it. She, because I do have good handwriting. Um, she 
did these without a stencil. Like this as her handwriting. Now, and now the one there's a girl in um that does comes to the Flower Town Festival that we got the idea to make ours with, and she hand letters like right then she would write out a whole huge board and does it beautifully. But yeah. I mean, you have good handwriting. I have pretty good handwriting. I think we could take like a couple of little hand hand lettering practices and yeah. write just as good as that. I think so too. I do too. Um, and I mean, like, I'm not even going to tell you how much I paid for this thing, but she probably has maybe $20 in this sign. I paid her a lot more than that. (laughs) I mean, I think one day we should all get just a bunch of wood, old pallet wood, and come with a list of things and have the men with the saws and the hammers and just put together a bunch of this stuff. I mean, I really think you could. I mean, how much does it cost to be a vendor at the Flower Town Farmer's Market? I have no idea. But there's a lot of these places, you know, like the place you were talking about in Myrtle in Myrtle's Inlet. And there's yeah. one in Florence and stuff where you rent, like, a booth and you don't have to staff your booth. It's just an open yeah. place. Yeah. And you just leave your stuff there. Um, yes. That's what we were talking about, to check on the price of that and see how that would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I girl. Mean, I Not mean, that I need any both like, would you stop talking about these things? You mean, I know. Zero. Did you just hear me say earlier that I have to be in 75 places in four weeks? <laughs> I was thinking that. As the words were about to come out of my mouth, hey, Melissa, let's, like, brand what we are and take this on the road and put it in some little antique shops across South Carolina. I was thinking, and when the flip cup am I going to do that? Between 2 a.m. and 2.30 a.m. Because, heaven forbid, my alarm clock's going off tomorrow at 4.30 because some idiot booked a flight like Christina does in the freaking middle of the morning tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Yep. And for me, tomorrow, when Denny and Maddie and Landry are on spring break and they have to not get out of the bed, I have to get out of the bed and drive to Augusta. (laughs) Postmaster. Oh. Yay for me. <laughs> oh, I should have been this week, and I was like, uh, not going to happen. No. I will not be going to Augusta this week. Thank you anyway. I covered so. Augusta, Augusta for a few years, and I always avoided the week before and the week, the week of Masters. Always, always, always. <laughs> How about yeah. this? I was trying to get flights home from somewhere in the next few weeks, um, and I was in the middle of BFE Kentucky, and I was trying to figure out where where I could fly out of. Oh, my poor assistant needs a raise for booking the travel for me this past month. Um, she the so she tries to find me the the time I wanted to fly out was best out of Louisville versus Nashville where I, I was. And she gets it all booked, gets it all figured out. Is trying to find me a hotel room. She's like, and she knows I'm a little bit of a, I have preferences. Let's not say it's not. I have preferences of where I need to be. I'm a single, I'm a woman traveling by myself. I have preferences of where I need to be, right? Um, And she was like, Melissa, you're not going to like this. But all there is, is a sleep in for $500 a night. And I was like, What? (laughs) (laughs) are you talking about? 
did the sleep in start thinking so highly of itself? <laughs> and then apparently we realized that Melissa was trying to make a quick hop through Louisville, Kentucky on the day of the Derby. <laughs> On Derby weekend, or pre-Derby weekend. And we were like, no, we will not be staying at the sleep pay. I don't care if they want $1,000 for their room. That does not mean the bed has changed. (laughs) Nothing at all. Seriously, $500 for the sleep in? Uh, And, like, Motel 6 was, like, $450. (laughs) That is insanity. I was like, I'll just drive, uh, take the uh, the other flight, and go out of Nashville. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what happened. Oh my goodness, I'm... it's so crazy. Like, um, I think I had to be in Augusta towards the be- maybe right in the middle of Masters Week one, not in the middle, but like right before pre and the end. And I think I paid about two fifty, but that wasn't even close. Two yes. masters. Well, that's the thing. Listen, <laughs> last week I um, was supposed to, and I actually did end up spending the night in Columbia, and that's about an hour from Augusta. The hotel rooms in Columbia were twice as much as they normally are. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I called my friend Jordan, and I was like, can I just stay with you? Because my stomach even the company paying $350 for a room in Columbia, South Carolina, give me a break. Not going to happen. So I stayed with her instead of staying in the hotel because it was only one night and it wasn't that big of a deal. But God, that is just ridiculous. It is. It's crazy. Travel. Let me tell you, I had probably one of the worst trap, not worst. I don't want to say worst because I'll jinx myself for this week. I had a really bad travel week last week as far as things being canceled and um, delays and that kind of stuff. But my one canceled flight and then another delayed six hours in Atlanta has nothing compared to one of my coworkers was flying in from Florida last week, um, had one canceled flight. So I think she was supposed to be coming in at 7 p.m. Flight canceled on a Wednesday. Rescheduled to 5.30 a.m. Thursday. Flight canceled 5.30 a.m. Thursday. Rescheduled to 5.30 p.m. Thursday. Flight canceled. I think that was because um, where she was flying out of Florida is near Trump's house, and that's when the president of China was coming in. Um, (laughs) Flight delayed Friday. Because said president of China's ginormous presidential plane was still on the tarmac. <laughs> no one could leave. Flight again delayed Friday um, afternoon after said president of China left because exit row light had been stolen. <laughs> so she was supposed to be home Wednesday night and at 10 p.m., Friday night, landed in Charlotte. Mind you, she was supposed to be landing in Greenville and had to rent a car and drive home. And they were already supposed to be on their way to Disney World. Can you imagine? It was a mess. It was a hot mess last week. I told her Delta better be upgrading you straight to platinum (laughs) because that was a disaster. 
I mean, that is just ridiculous. I spent a good six hours, um, almost seven hours in the Atlanta airport on Tuesday. And let me tell you, I've been delayed. I've seen some nasty, but when those tornadoes and stuff are coming through, it looked like a refugee camp. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing yeah. else to describe it. And let me yeah. tell you, anywhere you could tell every how every electrical wire ran through the entire Atlanta airport because anytime there was an electrical outlet, there was a body of about five people in a clump. <laughs> like just waiting <laughs> to stick something in that electrical oh outlet. It was hilarious and sad all at the same time. <laughs> very, very sad. I got so lucky because I avoided all of it by one day, one day coming in and one day going out. And so I didn't have to, um, I didn't get stuck in any of it. Yeah. It was a mess. My flight got canceled Monday. So I ended up leaving early Tuesday morning and then my meeting Wednesday got canceled. So thank the Lord I ended up, cha- had like a 11 a.m. flight, ended up changing it to an early morning flight, which I never do. I normally would have just kept it um, so I could not have to get up the crack of dawn. But I was like, no, that yeah. give me a whole afternoon to see my people that I wasn't expecting. Because um, the kids had a half day, too. Um, mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I, la- I landed in Atlanta and then just stayed there the whole time and ended up actually flying in the exact same time I would have had I kept my normal flight. Oh, my- um, but <coughs> the Lord, I did that because if I would have been on my normal flight, it probably would have been canceled and I would have been in Atlanta overnight. So, oh, travel woes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, travel woes. It's really not for the unflexible. <laughs> no. No. Because what are you going to do? Like, you can't do anything. You just yeah. got to roll with it. And the people that get upset, I just don't even understand. Like, why? I don't even. Would you like to fly through the middle of a tornado? I mean, really? Right. Right. Or when the crew has timed out. I don't know about you, buddy, (laughs) but I don't want some pilot who's been flying all day long and is supposed to have stopped an hour ago flying me anywhere. Okay? I'll sleep in my nice, safe hotel room or... I don't care. I'll sleep on the floor of the Atlanta airport before I'm going to get on a plane, a plane in the air with somebody who shouldn't be flying me anywhere. Above 10,000 feet. No. Yes. No. No. I do not want and burning in my future. <laughs> it's so crazy to me. I don't understand. That's one. I don't understand people who get very angry at delays. Not when when they're stupid human delays. I understand, but when they're valued like plane isn't passing flight checks, there's yeah. a tornado. You know those right. things. Completely understand. No, absolute no reason to get upset at the Delta people. None at all. Yeah. And another yeah. thing I do not understand is why. Why, when we they announce boarding of a plane, does everyone need to stand up and crowd the door? I mean, we are all going to the same darn place. We 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 are going to stand in a line. You are going to sit down in a seat in a small tube with hardly no air or no heat. Right. Let me tell you why. Lots of people. 
think, oh, it's the best day ever that you get upgraded to first class because, uh, duh, you're in first class. That is not really the highest perk of being in first class. The highest perk of being in first class is that you walk onto that plane first and you don't have to deal with any of the grumpy, moody, nasty people who all want to bum rush the gate agent when they call on one. I don't understand it. It's like, I don't get it. People, you're <laughs> seriously, you're gonna, you're going to the same place. The plane ain't gonna leave without you. Yes. What's yes. the purpose? Yes. Like cutting people off and bum rushing and getting mad at the gate agent. Cause they'll be like, um, we're now seating our first class passengers. And then, you know, they wait a certain amount of time. Okay, people, that's because you need to give those people time to get down to the plane and put their stuff away so that they're, you're not just standing there. Then they say, now we're going to board our sky priority. But they'll say um, any any first class that haven't boarded and our sky priority. I had this guy the other day go, you've already said first class. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen here, you angry little elf. Back <laughs> up. What is wrong with you? This woman did not, like, kill your dog, okay? Quit being so mean to her. It was just, I just can't. One, my number one pet peeve is nastiness. Like, you can do anything without being nasty. And those poor, you know, those poor people get it bad. They those do. poor gate agents. Like, it is always their fault. They scan tickets and they check watch. and count heads and make sure all the heads are on board. Yes. Nothing is their fault. They did not book your flight. They did not choose to cancel your flight. Seriously, they are not the people that make the big decisions. So quit being so angry with them. Just the craziest thing ever to me. You need to learn some patience, people. Seriously. Uh, th that is the honest to God truth. Like, this world that we live in has completely and totally run out of all patience. All patience whatsoever. Because they just get so put out for the littlest things. I mean, the littlest things. So, it all, it just baffles me. <laughs> so. oh, everyone feels so privileged. So stinking privileged. <laughs> that is the, the sense of entitlement. Don't even get me on that bandwagon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's the truth. It is the truth. It drives me crazy. Crazy. Don't take it out on someone that's not, it's not their deal. That's, no. that's pet peeve. Okay. Alrighty, ma'am. So, um, tell me what God's rocking your heart for this week. It's so funny that we just talked about all of those things because actually, um, that's what God's rocking my heart for this week. What God is rocking my heart for this week is a judgment free zone. <laughs> Because I am just very, very tired of a lack of understanding when someone doesn't choose something that you've chosen. Like if I choose to support somebody or be their friend or, you know, whatever whatever the circumstance may be that's me 
And I get to make that decision because this we are fortunate enough to live in a free country where I get to make the decisions that I want to make. And it just really bothers me when, when people force their opinions and force their what they feel like is the only way it should be when we obviously live in a very diverse <laughs> place yeah. and we obviously there are always two sides to every story and somewhere in the middle is the truth. And I was not put on this earth to pass judgment. And although I may not agree with things, although I might not hopefully have made the same decisions, you know, if it's not such a great decision, that's whatever the circumstance may be. But at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that I should totally and completely quit supporting someone because Goodness knows that I use all of the grace, like every single of it, every ounce of grace, I use it up. And so I think that just really bothers me. I think that lately to my core that has really been bothering me because I just feel like people are so quick to judgment and they're so quick to say, well, you know, I don't support that. And so I'm just not going to be a part of this person's life anymore. And I'm like, okay, so the next time you make a mistake, I hope that somebody doesn't do that to you. You know, that just really, I don't know. It's a soapbox right now for me, but I just feel like we're so quick to be like, well, I'm just going to cut that person out of my life. When really and truly like this might be the one time in their life. They really need you to support them the most. It doesn't mean that you have to support the things that they're doing or the thing that they did, but it may be that that's the one point in their life that is likely the lowest and that they need your support. So why would you just, I mean, think about what we would do if God God walked away from us every time that we made a mistake. And especially when we, big mistakes. Like what would that look like? We would have no hope whatsoever. And I choose to live my life focused on the hope and the joy in the midst of madness or in the midst of heartache or the midst of making or having consequences of making a really bad decision. And I would hope that, you know, the people who love me the most would, would also do the same. That is exactly what we talked about in church today. Is it really? Yeah. We talked about John 4 when Jesus um, goes and see or talks to the Samaritan woman at the well. And just how, you know, that we need to see that all people are worthy of Jesus. And, um, you know, everyone has value. And we should be able to see the value in everyone. That they, everyone has some value. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's not, you know, what they can do for us, but what we can do for them. And sometimes it's vice versa, you know, and that goes to show for everyone. And talked a lot about, you know, like what you were saying about, you know, we all have a backstory that Jesus redeemed at some point. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. And especially when you're talking about the fact that, you know, um, a, a lot of times there's collateral damage to choices that are made. And um, we all choose every day the support and the love that we're going to show, regardless of what that, that collateral damage was or what that choice was. We decide 
And you know what? Yes. And probably more than you, you turning your back on them, they're paying for it, <laughs> you know, without, without you coming down on in judgment, they're serving a consequence regardless. And so Absolutely. what purpose does it serve to just turn around and walk away other than your own? Because that makes you more comfortable. I don't know. It's just, it's really make it, uh, it makes me crazy. <laughs> well, you know, and as someone so. who's kind of been in a situation that um, could have left people to, to leave you or think things or do something, nothing has meant more to me than not just the people that have supported me and supported us, but that have um, asked, you know, like said, yeah. you know, how – like explain to me what's kind of going on and you know I want to support you or what or whatever that have really been um not assumed things that I mean even if someone asked out of their own nosiness and confusion that have really asked and wanted to actually know what was going on and what happened and why it happened um because I felt like they really wanted to know for them to make a decision does that make sense um, not, and, and obviously there's been people that just would support us no matter what, but I feel like sometimes people judge based on what they hear and they see instead of really getting all of the facts and understanding a situation. And so that's why I kind of almost, I mean, you have your friends that you know are going to support you and be there, but in a situation where people really want to make a decision for themselves, I kind of like almost respect those people just the same yeah. because yeah. I think that's the way to be. Um, if you're not sure, don't just make a snap judgment about somebody in a situation. Be honest. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean, like, where I say, you know, there's two sides to every story and somewhere in the middle is the truth. Then I think um, that really bothers me is, you know, when people really don't get the facts, they don't drill down on what is it that really occurred. And I'm just going to immediately, you know, take it for face value and be done with that person. And I'm like, goodness gracious. What if somebody did that to you? Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, oh, I can't, but that's who I am. I think I love every, when I love, I love with my whole heart. And, um, I don't know. It would take a lot for me just to turn and walk away <laughs> from somebody. You know, and, and I have, I have, and I'm guilty of this, so I feel like I can say this because I can say I've done this, but I've also talked to a lot of women lately, and we do a really poor job of communicating how we feel about each other to each other. We, oh, can, sure. we do a really good job of talking about maybe how I feel like you're treating me to another person or yep. whether it's good or bad or whatever, but we do an awful job of doing that to one another. Yep. And it so many stupid things could be cleared up if we did such a better job of saying, hey, you know, kind of annoyed me you did this the other day. And the same thing goes, I think, I mean, we probably do a little bit better job with our husbands, but um, yeah. <laughs> but with women, we suck at that. I mean, I've yeah, had we... so many people come up to me recently and say, you know, I just really feel like she doesn't like me really anymore. She hasn't called me or she hasn't seen me in so long. And then on the flip side, someone say, well, she doesn't really talk to me anymore, so I haven't called her. <laughs> like, you two freaking yeah, don't see each other. <laughs> <laughs> 
talk to each other, this would have been a non-issue. I know, it's so true. You know what it is? It's ego. Our ego is not our amigo. (laughs) Thank you, Danny McDaniel. (laughs) Point the words of Danny McDaniel. Your ego is not your amigo. And it's so true because, and Maddie calls it butt hurt. <laughs> She's butt hurt. And I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever. I like Denny's better. But it's the truth because we get our proverbial panties in a wad and then we don't talk to each other. And so then the lack of communication snowballs yep. to lifelong friendships not happening anymore. And I just think that is just insanity. We really have to, I mean, it takes a conscious effort to not do that. It's so much easier just to to talk to the person who's not involved because there's no consequences or per se, there's no consequences to that. It's not, that person isn't going to come back to you and say, well, you made me feel this way because it doesn't include them. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I, I get it. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. And I think it, it it does take life experience to get to the point where you're like, life is too short and too valuable yeah. to allow those kinds of things to happen. And I don't know but about you, but yeah. I really love, like, <laughs> probably to like a little bit of a masochistic little point. I like <laughs> criticism. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Make I, me better. Yeah, I, not, and maybe it's criticism is a strong word, but I like for someone to say, hey, you're really not doing a really good job at this. And I'm like, because sometimes I'm like, I am oblivious to a lot of things probably that Amen. people think yes, I do a bad job at. <laughs> I mean, my husband does a really good job of pointing them out, but I, <laughs> sometimes I tend not to believe him. Uh-huh. Um, so I really, I think we should, I think, and I think a lot of women feel that way. Maybe not everyone, but I think a lot of, you know, a little more secure women probably feel that way. Yeah. Um, so anyways, talk to your sisters, people. I know, do it. Communication is key. Yes. <laughs> How about you? What's God rocking in your heart right now? Um, you know, I have been doing this Lent study and love it. Really do. I mean, I will say there's some days that I get a lot more out of it than others. And just really love, have been loved watching, like studying up to... Um, the crucifixion and um, last week or the one of the last ones I just did was um, when Jesus is in the garden and you know um, praying fervently for the Lord to save him and if he doesn't save him you know he'll he'll Mm -hmm. do what he's got to do and when the soldiers come and get him um, to take him away you know and when they come and get him, there's a little bit of an altercation, and then all of the disciples flee, and he is alone. Um, and just, I will suggest if anyone, you know, I've done this study, but also what has been really helpful when we with scripture, because I'm just not someone that can read something and have this great epiphany, mm-hmm. um, is I use the blue letter Bible, I think it is a lot, and you can like go to a verse of scripture and link to like commentaries and different things. And yeah, so I was really uh, feel like a commentary um, on it, and it really pointed out that fact that Jesus is left there alone. Um, so he makes this sacrifice for us alone. Um, no one helped him. No mm. one was there walking through it with him. Um, yeah. 
he did it all by himself. So why do I feel so like I need to do all the things to earn it now? Yeah. 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 Um, why, why do I feel like sometimes I'm responsible for saving myself or maybe not, um, doing all the things to make myself a certain way or a certain, um, person to be good enough for him because he did it all alone. He didn't need my help (laughs) then. He didn't even, I mean, his disciples fled. No one helped him. He was there all by himself. Um, and it still happened and God did what he needed to do. Um, and I think, you know, we talked a lot about it, you know, it, it's finished, um, after that day, um, there is nothing we need to do and everything is in his hands and everything is in his control. Um, and that just, just kind of puts, you know, it solidifies it a little bit more that, you know, he doesn't need me. <laughs> he doesn't need yeah. me to have a really planned out week because he'll stick my rear end in Atlanta for seven hours and let me get some things done that I probably needed to do um, because that was his plan for that day. And I just need to to rest assured in that um, for everything, for, you know, the things that I don't believe that he can do for the things that, you know, um, just the day-to-day things. So that... That's he's God's been rocking in my heart this week. No um, problem. I'll just edit this part out. But do you have anything to rocking your room? <laughs> um, my um What's war room is officially set up, and um, I got the cutest stickers at um Target. So they're supposed to actually, and I. It's awesome because it actually comes with two sets. One is like raised up and then one is flat. And I'm going to use the flat one on my stairs to go up my stairs. And it says um, every journey starts with one brave yet little step. And, um, and so I took the ones that stand out and I hung it in my um, war room, which is like this little corner in my pantry. <laughs> And it's, uh, it says, um, something about, uh, I just, I rearranged the word. So it would say, um, uh, something about a brave journey and, um, and I just love it cause it's perfect. And underneath it, I did a scripture in Matthew about it, just that very same thing that we don't have to be afraid to take the steps because God always goes before us always. And, um, it's just been really good. I put it up the other night and got everything back up in there. And I've been saying for a month and a half now that I was going to get that war room set back up. And finally I did. So it just makes me, it's a little bit more peace now that that is done. I love it. Oh, I do love that. That's beautiful. Um, I guess I will say this is what, there is a song that um, is rocking my world that we have been, we've been singing in church for a while. Um, and it is a Elevation Church song. Um, and my favorite line of the whole song is, um, for every fear, there's an empty stone. Um, and it's called... Um, Oh, sorry. For every fear, there's an empty grave. <laughs> For every fear, there's an empty grave. Um, and it's called Overcome. And it's on their new album, I think, which um, people, if you haven't 
done the Amazon Prime music, like I said, for the Garth Brooks station. Um, <laughs> maybe you'll do it for the Elevation Worship because it's all on Prime. You can listen to the whole new CD for free. Nice. Um, so, yes, that's my new, that's uh, what's rocking my world. I listen to that song a lot. I love it. I love that. Um, what a beautiful lyric. Yes. A truthful <laughs> lyric. I feel like I need to shout it every time I sing it, and sometimes I do. <laughs> I don't know, like, the Instagram story the other night, I don't know, maybe it was Snapchat of Grace, of Instagram. them, of your family. Was it Instagram? Yeah. Of your um, family karaoke night. I, Grace, I was just, I was feeling it. Like, she was, that head kicked back. Arms straight up in the air. I mean, straight (laughs) in the air, arms in the air, head kicked back, just belting it. I was like, I made Denny watch it like three times. (laughs) (laughs) If you, I mean, when we're at the beach summer, I'm going to have to catch her and get her to do it. She has to kind of get used to it first, but that girl loves with all of her heart. Um, open up the heavens by Meredith Andrews. And she knows every single word of that song. And she, when she, uh, that's what she was doing. She was open up the heavens with that arm right in there. Um, That is where my baby was because that's her jam piece. Jesus. (laughs) With every little tiny ounce of that tiny little body. (laughs) She was just like hands in the air. I was like, and this is why I love Grace. Like yeah. this, this is it. One hundred percent. That girl, she is so like two sides. She has two sides to her. She can say like the sweetest thing. She can say the sassiest thing. The other day uh-huh. she said, "Um, mommy, you know I love you so so much, right?" And I said, "Yeah." No, 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 no. That's not how it went. Sorry. She <laughs> said, "Grace, you know I love you so so much, right?" And she said, "Yes, mommy. I know you love me so so much, but you know who loves me so much more?" And I was like who like get a little snark in me right because yeah, i was a little scared yeah. she was gonna say her teacher yeah because they're like bfs <laughs> and she said jesus and i was like oh, oh don't i feel like a little <laughs> don't i feel a little <laughs> i was like yes you're very right I... you're very right okay but, yes, yes. <laughs> like well there you are there you are your little sweetness <laughs> So, just remember, I love you a lot, ma'am, but Jesus loves you so much more. It's so true. That's a life lesson from Grace Herman. (laughs) Jesus loves you so much more. Bless her. Life life lessons from the little. (laughs) They deliver them all of the time. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Bless them. All righty, ma'am. Well, you have a fabulous week. Y'all enjoy yourself at the lake. Relax. Shut it all down. Yeah, girl. Don't don't answer a phone or an email. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) The world may end, but it's happening. (laughs) I think it'll be fine. (laughs) All righty, guys. Have a great week. All right.